welcome to the Muni Hour Radio Hour Happy Hour Radio Mike. <laughs> oh my god. Welcome to the stage, your wonderful, wonderful host this evening, Xavier Campos. Alright, Muni Radio, what's going on guys? Oh yeah. We're having fun tonight. We're having fun tonight. I don't give a fuck what anybody says because I just got some good news. Uh, apparently War- Warhol told me that we're on track to get something like 25 million downloads yeah. for a cumulative podcast or some shit. So we can give it up for that, right? We can give it up for the room, right? Oh, man. Okay, let's get right into it, guys. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm in San Francisco, right? So like, this is dressing up to everybody, right? <laughs> this is what a successful person looks like in San Francisco. Oh no, I, I fucking hate dressing up. I don't I think I don't I don't ever want to dress nice again. That's the key to immortality. Alright, have you ever seen a ghost in Walmart clothes? I think fucking not. Right? Everybody like everybody inside Walmart is dead inside, but they're gonna live forever. There's like a blue light special on the fucking fountain of youth, right? It's in between the DVD bucket and all the bathroom products. It's a silk shirt with a fucking cat on it. That's what. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop wasting you guys' time. Are you guys ready for your first comic? You guys ready for your first comic to burn up the fucking mic? This guy barely needs the introduction. He got he runs the mic over here. He's got a brand new mic coming in Daily City. Give it up for Capital. That was nothing. That was nothing. Nah, never mind. I was gonna try and steal your joke that you already made. (sighs) Don't. I'm not even worried. No matter how bad this set goes, it's not gonna be as bad as last night. Actually, you know what? First off, let's close the door. This shit is cold. It's cold as hell. You know what? Fuck it. You know the warmest spot in Mutiny Radio? How you doing, Paul? It's way too motherfucking cold out here. I hope this court reach. So I'm gonna do a set from the warmth of this motherfucking bathroom with this motherfucking heating lamp going on. Cause we got like six people in here, right? I don't need to be on stage, y'all know. So, no matter how bad this set goes, shit won't be as bad as last night. So, I was going to head out to an open mic beforehand. I called my homie Shug, runs an open mic over in Daly City. And I'm only name dropping her because she's one of the baddest bitches in San Francisco. I love Shug to death. So I call her and she says, you know what? We weren't even going to have a mic tonight. But I would love to hear Capital do some comedy right now. So why don't you come on out? And then she holds the phone over and she says, y'all want to hear Capital tonight? And I hear some fucking cheering, which means I got an audience and there's no open mic. So I'm the fucking headliner. My name going to be on the marquee. You know whose name was on the fucking marquee? Some bitch named like LeVan or something. Cause this is a fucking funeral. I showed up to a goddamn funeral. And I'm not saying I don't want to do comedy at a funeral. I love a challenge. But you gotta let me know. Cause I showed up with like dick jokes and shit. Like I was not ready for that. I was just gonna practice my shit. So first thing I thought, how do, how do I address the room? Cause it's a funeral, I can't just come in with my material and shit. Like they, they need something, they need something about this woman. So I said, you know what? I should remember her name if I'm gonna tell jokes about her. You know what? I'm gonna give her, I already, I said LeVan, right? That's kind of bread. LeVan. 
I'm gonna give her the comedian send off. We gonna cremate this bitch. We gonna roast her. So where y'all grill at in here? And sure, y'all got some plates, right? See, it went about as well in there as it fucking didn't here. <laughs> um, y'all didn't get it. Joke is that we were gonna eat her. At least I was. That's how you. That's how you turn a problem into a solution, right? Like, I was bombing my set, I got a little anxiety, started to forget shit, and then a kid comes in, which normally would be a problem, because I'm not a clean comic, I can't do a set for a kid, but I see that, and that's my excuse to get the fuck out of there, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to ruin that kid's life, <laughs> you want me to be a bad influence? <laughs> um, yeah, solution to a problem into a solution. I don't, I don't like problems. I got enough problems already. I don't want to end up like Jay-Z, you know? 99 problems in a bitch ain't one. If I get 99 problems, I ain't going to have no bitch problems because my bitch going to leave me. <laughs> Straight up bitches hate a motherfucker with problems. Bitches find out. Motherfucker with problems, it's like finding out a motherfucker got an STD. Still my fuck, but you definitely using a condom. <laughs> Not sticking around. Um, not really, 99 problems in a bitch ain't one though. That shit is ridiculous. You need to start focusing on your problems instead of these bitches, Jay. <laughs> need priorities. Um, yeah. I don't know. Oh shit. Oh. Good. I think I'm a real comic. That's the first time I've been sad at the light, actually. <laughs> um, all right. I got one short joke. 1918. Black people move to the neighborhood. White people say, shit, there goes the neighborhood. 2018, white people move in. Black people goes, there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> We ain't with that. We hide sex, archaeologists, searching for knickknacks, composing musicals. There goes the neighborhood. Can we give it up one more time for Capital? Yes, and then I, can we all take a fucking, uh, can we all take uh, his lead and don't try to substitute teacher me tonight, everybody. Like, you got to put $2 in the bucket. I know all of the rules. I didn't get through it because I saw familiar faces. I need you guys to do things. Gosh. Okay? It's important. You've completed your application. I completed my application. I got the gig. I got the job. Gosh, you know, it's November, and I, uh, this is a special time for me, because this is, like, around the time, like, I first moved to the Bay Area, and this is also, like, the, like, uh, anniversary of um, a really bad breakup that I got into, right? Like, uh, like nobody likes to get in a breakup with their significant other. Like, I used to get... Like this move a lot. Like, are you are you familiar with this? Like, they show you the front and back of their hand. No, it's like I was fighting a magician or something. It was like, as you can see, there's nothing in my hand. Then ta-da, something to fight about out of nowhere, out of thin air. And I don't know. I'd sit there and engage in the fight in the back of my head. I'd be like, how did she do that? What do you say? Same time tomorrow. Uh, you'll be here all week because we live together. It got very very strange. It was a very weird situation. The weirdest thing about breaking up with somebody that you live with has got to be, right? 
has got to be the splitting of the items, right? That's like, like I already explained it. Like anytime we got in the same room, it was like, boom, you knew a fight was going down, right? You knew a fight. This led to my girlfriend taking all of the soap out of the house. All of the, she, t- she took all the soap, put it in a bag, took it out of the house. She was like, hey, clean your act up. I was like, how can I? You took all of that soap. It was the strangest trip to CVS at 11 p.m. Cash register lady just fucking clowning me, right? She's like, oh, you need all the soap? I'm like, it's a long story. Now, please, just print me a mile of fucking receipts, and I'll be on my way. All right, we're ready to get this thing going. Yeah? Can somebody hand me the list? I just want to say, I think it's time to plan to break up ahead, because you got to pack first. Oh, see, that, that is where, see, I'm learning things hosting at Mutiny Radio. I have to pack my bags. I, the house was mine, though. So she was just, she was a fucking, she was a shut-in at that point. She had rights. I was like, oh. She was a, she, had, she had squatters' rights. Okay. You guys ready? All right. You got to dump her and evict her. Yeah, I got to dump her and evict her. I'm getting all these new fucking tags. I love hosting. Okay, are you guys are you guys ready? You guys ready for your next comedian? You guys ready for me to stop wasting your goddamn time? Yeah, can we can we get a little excitement? Yeah. All right, our next comedian coming to the stage. Oh, you're in for a treat. It's Mark Neuer. Eternal evil, concerned with thievery, medieval prehistoric rhetoric. Well, we ahead of that. Yeah, I do. Are you driving? I'll drive. Do you have gas money? All right. I'm down to go to Napa, maybe. Um, definitely, maybe. Definitely, maybe. Definitely. <laughs> maybe. My mom had uh, three minor strokes on Tuesday. I uh, just... They were all minor. <laughs> they were all minor. What is a fucking minor stroke? Because I about had a minor stroke when I heard my mom had three minor strokes. Because I kind of, I need to know if I need to go to the hospital because apparently she didn't. It was just minor. She could have slept it off. Like, the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? At least the stroke face will cover up her resting bitch face, you know? Warhol Kaufman. No, you, we have to smile because she can't anymore. She, she can't smile anymore. It's just not. It's, it, no one does. But I know that it's funny. So it's just like once we get past the fact. I think it's, as, 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 as Tuesday gets farther and farther in the, in, the, in the past, I think the joke will get funnier and funnier. But I want to keep it Tuesday. I want to keep it just... Every week, my mom has three minor strokes on Tuesday. Every week. They're minor. Fuck it. They're not going to do nothing. They're minor. She's like kind of still numb on one side. Like she's, it's, my, it's minor numbness. Such a fucked term. It's like manslaughter compared to murder. Like what sounds worse? Yeah. Are you fuck? It's so descriptive. It's the most descriptive of the two, murder is just murder. Manslaughter is an accident? No. If I'm slaughtering someone, that's fucking on purpose. That was, is with intent. That is, I am intentionally slaughtering your whole family. Like when I walk into a bank, 
and I give them my paycheck and they tell me, we're going to hold 800 of your $1,000. I want to slaughter them. I don't want to just murder them. I want to slaughter them. I want to openly shoot them. Not just murder them. Like, I want to use knives and utensils, ladies and gentlemen. I want to really methodically slaughter this entire organization. Don't fucking, don't fuck with my money. It's like, what, don't fuck with my money or my balls when I'm not ready for it. Please. Please don't. What were you saying? No, hold on. Muni Radio was wondering. I was just trying to do some shit with Okay, because they can only hear the rumblings from the outside, Warhol Coffin. When you leave a building, do that to it, please. Fuck me. Would you believe is uh, on Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, uh, would you believe cocktails, my, uh, my Warhol Coffin's production, uh, detox as well, and Casey Fields is in the mix. Uh, we're, we have a show coming up uh, at this, it's the second Tuesday of every month. Would you believe cocktails on Geary? Um, yeah, after I just shit on Warhol, I had to give that little, uh, <laughs> a little commercial. Um, you're on that show, as a matter of fact, um, officially. On the, you were on the Facebook post with knuckles and pizza or whatever, boobies. I'm not sure what to use this time. Um, fuck, dude. I'm so derailed right now. Jesus Christ. I'm so fucked off. Um, I stopped drinking uh, because I fell asleep in my truck and left my, my truck on and running all night after drinking two bottles or like a bottle and a half of wine. Uh, and I'm really upset uh, that I wasn't inside of a garage really mad that I woke up. Have you ever got, had, had a hangover from wine? That's like one of the worst. I think it's scientifically proven the worst hangover. That and fireball. Or my father's semen. I'm really not sure how well-versed you are in alcoholic beverages. That was actually a pretty good joke that I just said. I said my, my father's semen is an alcoholic. Yeah. I, uh, no, I just, I just, I just, I just con considered my father's semen to be alcoholic beverages. I think that was hilarious. Um, and, and the cure of a hangover. Oh, I'm the hangover. Oh, and I'm hungover. Anyways, <laughs> I think I'm getting it more and more every, every second. I think I got the joke now. That was good. Are you playing video games back there with your little fucking headset on? I see it. It's good. You don't have to. Don't. Don't. He cringed when I, when he gave me the light. Like I was gonna throw this fucking mic stand at him. Like oh, I'm gonna give it to you. Just are you ready? Um, I'll finish with this joke. It's. It's. I, I know you guys were. I didn't want to ruin your guys' conversation. You were just having about the show on the 11th, uh, which is next Tuesday. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's weird being attractive. It's weird. It, it, is, it is weird. It's weird because I haven't been for, for a very long time. I used to be a fat fuck. And now I'm more of like fat fuck diet, like fat fuck light. Are we still talking? It's really weird being attractive because I used to not be. I used to be a fat fuck. But now I'm like, I'm like fat fuck light. And I feel like I've realized it's my time because everyone has this underlying fetish uh, for Cartman from South Park. I have the beanie and the boots that smell like shit to match. I have an emotionally abusive relationship with my mother. 
Because everyone was like, God, I want to fuck Cartman so bad. And God was like, here's Mark Neuer. You guys have a great night. Uh, can I just say one thing? I was absolutely terrified that he was going to throw the microphone at me. <laughs> that was an accurate description. That's what that was. He's bringing real life. He's bringing it in front of you guys. That's comedy, baby. Oh, yeah. I love you. I, I love you back, man. I love you back. All right, we're in the Bay Area. The Bay Area is the land of two. Do you guys know this? Land of two, right? Two short, right? Two short. Right? A lot of people don't know this. Tupac got a lot of his swag from the Bay Area. Right? Right? Now, a lot of you don't know this. You're going to get your fucking swag from our next comedian. It's Tushar. Thanks, man. You made it sound like my name is Tushar. Which is fine, I can take it. <laughs> it's not very far from reality. Um, <laughs> I recently discovered that f only that fifty percent of all marriages in America will fail, and I kind of discovered that seven days after I got married. So that was kind of like having just taken off in a plane and the pilot saying, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, there's only a fifty percent chance we're going to land in Dallas." Um, I'm really, I really shouldn't be doing pilot voices. Like, I'm not good at doing pilot voices. Thank any, it's okay. It should move on. Um, which is kind of crazy. Only 50%. Like, whatever happened to... Whatever happened to um, Till Death Do Us Part. Like, when people are really making those vows to each other, I feel like what they're really thinking inside is like, yes, in sickness and in health, Till Death Do Us Part, maybe, you know, probably. Like, maybe I should just get married today and we'll figure out the details tomorrow. Like, what are they thinking? Like, really, America, 50%. Like, th this was bothering me to, for a long time, and then I realized maybe marriage isn't for everyone, right? Like, maybe not all marriages are supposed to be, you know, lasting forever, happily ever after. Like my friend Chris, right? Because he doesn't like to do the dishes. I mean, he's been married for five years. Chris has been married for five years, and he doesn't realize that doing the dishes is the key to a woman's heart after marriage. So maybe, Chris, you shouldn't. Like, he was, he was complaining to me how his wife makes him do the dishes. So I egged him on. I'm like, Chris, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't be doing the dishes, bro. Because in any case, there's only a 50% chance that this marriage is going to last, right? Like, that's just, how the, that's just math for you, Chris. So maybe you shouldn't be doing this. I mean, if you, if you think about it, who in there... There's a license there, by the way. I don't know whose it is. Um, there's only a 50... Like, who in their right mind does anything that has a 50% chance of success, right? Like, nobody goes to a comedy show when the banner of the comedy show says, well, 50% of the comics on this show are really good, right? Like, nobody, nobody goes to that kind of comedy show, I feel like. Um, I don't know, this is, this is kind of an issue because... Um, also, I mean, I, I guess I'm sold now, right? Like, I, th I think about it, and I'm like, okay, it's not for everyone, especially because a marriage in America will cost $30,000, right? And the average person will be married twice, so that's like $60,000. 
And and to me, like if you got married five years ago and you had put those sixty thousand dollars in Bitcoin, you'd have a hundred million dollars today, right? And with those hundred million dollars, you can buy Ryan Gosling. Like it doesn't even matter, right? Like this that that was probably a better investment than than whatever it is um, we're trying to do here today. Um, so my point is, well, it's very, very simple. My point is, if you're a man and you're married, do the fucking dishes, right? And if, if you're a woman and, you're, and your guy doesn't like to do the dishes, divorce him, marry an Indian guy, we will do anything for a green card. Um, um, Anything, buddy. Anything. I have. I have pretty much sold my soul, my body. I do the dishes. I wash the clothes. Say what? what I I do have the green card. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And it takes two years to remove the condition off off of it. So for two years, I I am not gonna, you know. You're an citizen. Yeah. Yeah. I have three more months when I don't have to like do anything questionable, and then, then I don't really need um, to be married. <laughs> Say again? I'm just trying, I haven't reached my peak yet, you know? Anyway, I have no idea where this set is going, but it's going places. I feel like, I feel like it's going places. So the other day I was trying to order coffee, right? And I went to the barista and I was talking to the barista. I said, barista, can you give me a mocha? And she said, sir, what kind of milk would you like? And I said, well, what options do I have? And she goes, well, there's 1% and 2% and half and half and whole milk and hazelnut and coconut and almond. And I said, back in India, we just had a cow, right? And a goat for backup. Now, I've made this joke several times. And the other day, uh, an Indian guy points out to me the fact that it's kind of reductive to do the joke, especially, you know, if you're from India. And I agree. I was like, I agree. I'm reducing, you know, the concept of India to a joke about a cow, you know, milking a cow, whatever. But I, in my defense, that's how I got my milk. Um, <laughs> In any case, thank you so much. Have a good day. Yo, yo, I got a wheelchair. Check out my ribs, yo. I'm iced out, crazy, son. Yo, check it out, Yes, you guys are already doing it. Let's keep it going for two Char. Oh, man. God, I did not know there was that many kinds of milk. <laughs> who, who knew? No, everybody, I think. Everybody. Everybody. I don't know, like, uh, this isn't my joke, but almonds don't have nipples. <laughs> that's that's not milk. Not almonds. No, not almonds. Okay, our next comedian. All right, he he. I I love him because his name on the list just represents everything about what he is. Because everybody wrote their name in red pen tonight, right? Every, but we got one name in fucking blue magic marker, <laughs> and only one name can be in blue magic marker, and that's Warhol. It's permanent, y'all. I want to devise a virus to bring See, I figured, I figured out, I, can I hear myself? I just assume. I figured out what your problem is, dude. You're too pretty. Your girl doesn't trust you. Like, she knows when you go out, people see your face. It doesn't, you, could, you could dress as bummy as you want. It doesn't matter because bitches love a face. That's what I found. 
If you don't have a face, it's harder. It's harder. I'm the sheep of color of my family. All right. I'm looking at this list. I hate all these jokes. Awesome. Uh, I was researching. Can I can I tip this non-alcoholic juice? I was reading about the most famous secret agents of all time. Not the most successful ones. <laughs> the most famous. And uh, like I think number five was Klaus Fucks. <laughs> that guy fucks, dude. That's the end of that joke. I should develop that joke. I'm done with it. All right. I love that the nation of England is still clinging to the monarchy. No, you used like three of my tricks. I don't know what to do in my set. Even though they haven't had a king for 80 years. He went outside. He stood on weird shit. He dropped the mic like he did all my, he did my entire act. And he told one of my punchlines and it killed. It was hilarious. All right. I think he got offended when I insulted him at the roast because I didn't write a punchline. I just said he was untalented. I don't think that, but I think it hurt his feelings. Dehydrated people rarely shit themselves. Nice to see you. Always got to have an exception. What the fuck happened to Christopher Robin's mom? This kid is wandering the woods for days at a time. Imagine more tags. I've heard that I've heard that ODB would take a limousine into the hood to pick up his welfare check. You hear that pause? That was a masterful pause. And then get out of the car and hand out $100 bills to the kids on the sidewalk. You are so serious. I've never seen anyone so serious. Listen, I'm not even talking about white supremacy. Usually I talk about white supremacy. And would hand out $100 bills to the kids on the sidewalk, but you gotta remember they were his kids. It's weird being black in America. No, I won't, it's fine. I think it's ironic that Garvey and the KKK have the same goals. You guys believe in staying positive? Yeah. Oh, well they found a cure for AIDS, but it's fine. I can't believe there's so many gay babies in Africa. You know what I used to love as a kid? Getting my dick sucked. I'm told that Koreans mostly get plastic surgery, but I'm still the asshole when I say they all look alike. <laughs> that's the first time that's worked. Awesome. It's not doggy style until you bite her neck. So I was reading Hamlet. Hamlet, his breakup to Ophelia, he said, get thee to a nunnery. That's cold, man. That's like, that's not just like, I don't want to fuck you. The Indian guy gets it. He's educated. That's like no one will ever. You got it. Anything else on this page that's interesting? My girlfriend is fine. The trick is she's crazy. My girlfriend's fine. Like comics always come up to me. They're like, your girlfriend's so beautiful. Is she single? I love her. Anyway. Richard Spencer. Noted white supremacist Richard Spencer was recently deported from Europe. He's banned from 36 countries in Europe. It's a shame. 
That's like Mickey Mouse got kicked out of Disneyland. Thank you. Has one made main matter. Upgrade main matter. We were in for a treat, right? That was fun. That was a good time. Oh man, speaking of Mickey Mouse, I'm from Southern California, so like I like I live up here now, but every time I go down, I like to do a lot of like the touristy stuff, right? Like I like to go to Disneyland. I think the weirdest thing about my relationship with Minnie Mouse has got to be uh figuring out if she wants me or not. <laughs> every time I see her, I get this weird vibe. Am I not supposed to know about her very public relationship with the other world famous mouse? Come on, Minnie. You're playing yourself. <laughs> now, I saw a picture of her the other day. She's covering her eyes with a bow. So sexual. So sexual. It's been a little while for me. I'm starting to think, like, uh, is, is this for me? And then it's like, I, I keep turning in corners in Disneyland, right? And I, I can't help but notice. I'm starting to get a little shocked that, like, she has those pretty little lips just wrapped around something. It's constant. Anywhere you look, anywhere you look in Disneyland, it's like she got something in her mouth. It doesn't. It's like a straw, or like you know, a hot dog, or some chocolate. <laughs> I don't know. It's like we're either trying to teach the little kids all around the world a very strange message, or, or. She's saying there's a chance. <laughs> or I don't know. I don't know. Every time she bends down, she shows me her underwear. Or I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. <laughs> Can you hand me that list, buddy? Can I just tell you who's next? Yeah, who's next? She's not here. She's not here. Okay. Is Nick here? Okay. Everybody, I want you to I want you to make a lot of noise because this guy's been here since fucking early, and he sat here through everybody's set, and he looks very serious, but he's gonna make us all fucking laugh right now. You guys ready for this? Give it up for Nick Snyder. One day it may matter. My production model is the stuff to boggle minds. You got a log on time of exactly 36 Hey, hey. All right. Um, I wanted to go home before I came here and fucking change and go get my truck. I just got my truck out of the shop um, after a little altercation with a cop, racist cop at that. He pulled me over uh, with my son, who's black and Spanish, and uh, on the ticket, it said he pulled us over for uh, having tinted skin. And so uh, my son was hurt, man, hurt my son's feelings, you know? And so I thought, uh, you know what? It ain't over. And uh, I caught that motherfucker slipping. If you, no, not during my five minutes, you can heckle me outside. <laughs> Shit, see how that goes. Um, Anyway, pulled, my, pulled me over. Uh, I catch this cop slipping in the uh, intersection directing traffic two weeks later and fucking slam that motherfucker with my truck. Right? Hey, they call them accidents for a reason, okay? It's only a point on your driving record, okay? $500 deductible, my shit's clean. Fresh out the paint shop. Fuck. Man, real good decision. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, that, that worked out in my favor. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Tis the season. Tis the season. Anybody notice these uh, hipsters and yuppies dressed like elves and pilgrims all fucking year? <laughs> what girl said, I want a man dressed like Pinocchio? I don't know. But they're out there. 
I don't dress like Pinocchio, so I'm not going to find her. Um, let's see. Uh, Are you tap dancing? Hell yeah, I'm tap dancing. Um, let's see. Okay. All right, so uh, who here remembers the first time they heard the word blubber? <laughs> huh? I do specifically. It was uh, in the third grade. We were learning about uh, whales. And, uh, you know, I thought about that, right? And I think teaching, you should wait until you teach someone what blubber is. Don't teach a third grader what the word blubber is, right? Because uh, I remember hearing the word blubber and uh, looking around the classroom and thinking, there's blubber in this fucking classroom just tapping my fucking feet, waiting to help these kids connect the dots at lunchtime. And I had a real raspy voice, so I was sitting behind one kid with blubber, going blubber, 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 blubber. Got outside for lunch, soon as I could, I went up to the kid that had the most blubber behind him. Blubber! You shouldn't teach kids what blubber means. Scar that motherfucker for life. If I find him, I own him in men's. It's on my ninth step. Okay. Anybody have that friend that uh, every time you go out, he just fucking kills game? Like, soon, like, he's the type of motherfucker that just repels women, right? I have this one, I have a friend named Carlos. We used to hang out real tough. And uh, you think from first sight he'd be a good wingman. No, let me tell you about the first night we went out. Okay, first night we go out. I'm watching him from, he's in the middle of the dance floor. I'm watching him in the middle of the dance floor, dancing by himself, looking at me. Suspect as a motherfucker. He dances his way through the fucking crowd. And in my ear goes, they can't hear you fart over the music. He turns and points to the baddest dime piece in the fucking club and goes, Ooh, bitch, you stank. The whole club looks at her and gives her 50 feet, fanning the fucking fart back towards her. It's like, okay, he's not bad. I, I kind of like this guy, you know? There's a payoff for this bullshit, right? End of the night, we're leaving. I hear him saying, talking to some girl, Will you listen? Listen! Will you just listen? Will you li He's got a wrist. She can't get out. Will you just listen? Will you listen? Just, can you listen? No, no, let me go. I said, bro, are you, are you okay to drive? He said, did you just see how much coke I did? I'm hella sober. That's what I got, thanks. Good job. Did I not say we went for a treat? Oh my God, that was so good. Okay, guys, I don't want to waste too much more of your time. We got a new audience. Hold on, just before, where, where are you guys from? We're from San Mateo. San Mateo. Nice, nice. You guys drive here, or you guys take the bus? We drove here. You guys drove here. Nice, nice. At your own risk, right? That traffic is a motherfucker. Okay, well, you guys are in for a very special treat. All right, I've seen this comic around a little bit. I haven't got a chance to personally meet him. I'm really happy that he decided to come through to the mic. Can you guys please make it loud for Adethia or Adethia? Thank you. 
my uh, two dollars in here. How's it going, everyone? I know I'm just gonna address the elephant in the room right away. Uh, I know what you're thinking this guy looks lactose intolerant, right? <laughs> just give up that vibe, I guess. Uh, I am lactose intolerant, but I, I love milk. <laughs> but I love milk. So I'm. And so when I eat a bowl of ice cream, I kind of feel like one of those brown guys you see at a Trump rally, right? Like, this isn't medically safe for either of us, you know? <laughs> uh, we're both kind of hoping that no one we know sees us, and we're both gonna pay for this on the toilet later. <laughs> uh, I, do, uh, like, I do love milk, though, uh, so I carry around those like lactose pills, right? Those lactate pills, right? Because when the time is right, you can be ready, right? <laughs> I feel like the time is much more likely to be for Dairy Queen than it is for sex, right? <laughs> um, I was uh, near like 16th station, uh, 16th uh, in Mission Bar the other day, and I got one of those, you know, go back where you came from, right? Uh, which was super thoughtful of the guy, right? Like, how did he know I was missing Boston, you know? <laughs> right? uh, or occasionally you'll, you'll get like a, you know, go back to Pakistan, right? To which I'll be like, oh, um, actually, I'm Indian. Right, like that'll show them, right? Right, <laughs> as if any racist has been worried about their factual correctness, right? He's like, "Oh, you're Indian? Oh, I'm so sorry. You know what? That is completely different. All right. You know what? You stay right here in here in America, right? Don't you go anywhere. Like I may be a bigot, but I do my homework. All right. <laughs> I feel like if some racist did do their homework, though, I might oblige their request, right? Like if some guy came up to me and was like, you know, go back to the South Indian state of Tamil Nadu, right? Like. You know what, that's pretty good. I'll be on my way. What's I doing here? Um, yeah, but I guess they say like racism is learned behavior, right? It's not something that, like that you inherit, right? But can you imagine if it was inherited, right? Like it was a genetic disability. Like some white guy uses the N-word, you'd be like, poor guy, gets it from his father, right? Like, can't help himself. Or like, you're like, little Timmy is so full of hate, but his parents seem so nice. Well, it skips a generation, right? Should see his grandfather. Um, what was I doing here? Uh, anyone here go to elementary school? Anyone? Yeah. yeah. Wow, quite a few. All right. um, I did too. And we had, uh, did you guys have culture day in elementary school? Yeah. Culture day, yeah. Like so, like wherever you like dress up and present about your heritage and stuff, right? Um, which was like kind of weird in my high school, where like in my fifth grade class, where the most diverse kids were me and the kid from Wyoming, right? Uh, and like nothing says we embrace diversity like having the one brown kid dress in ethnic garb and then staring at him all day, right? right? Like the kid from Wisconsin would be wearing a literal cheese head, but everyone's staring at me, right? Like I'm the weird one for wearing my kurta, right? And if you don't know what a kurta is, you should have paid attention on culture day, right? Uh, and I'm up there presenting like what non-bread is, right? Like we're teaching, talking about food. Meanwhile, the kid from Idaho is letting everyone know, let everyone know what a potato is, right? <laughs> everyone just. Uh, I'm a Hindu, guys, right? And in Hinduism, we have millions of gods, right? God of music, God of education, God of music education, right? Um, I'm praying to all these gods, and somehow I still can't digest milk. Yeah. Uh, but the best part about Hinduism is reincarnation, right? Because I can pretty much claim anything about my past, right? Like, yeah, I've had a lot of sex. Probably. <laughs> Back in like the first century. 
And if that's not true, then one of these lives, it's going to happen, right? Uh, but the best part, like at the end of the day, Hinduism is really just my escape hatch from Islamophobia, right? Like, you wouldn't imagine the sigh of relief when you tell some white people that you're a Hindu and not a Muslim, right? It's like when they find out the mole on their back isn't cancerous, right? It's like, oh, thank God, it's just brown and hairy. All right, I think that's kind of all I wanted to try out tonight, guys. Thanks. Energy got its own will, and people think they make music still. When music is there without... One more chance to redeem myself. Adethia, ladies and gentlemen. That was, I don't know why I said ladies and gentlemen. There's no ladies in here. That's for the podcast listeners. This make us look like we're cool. Like, there's totally women here. There's totally women here. I swear to God, there's totally women here. Uh, do we have a coal in the house? Oh my gosh, we're in for a treat. We, I keep saying that, I keep saying that, but I should have my fucking hands up because this is a room full of killers. Guys, give it up for coal. All right, yes. Donating money and shit, that's what you gotta do. I remember Culture Day, man. That was a weird, a weird day for me, you know? I showed up dressed like Mitt Romney, you know, I was like, <laughs> jar of Hellman's in one, a fucking dog and a tote bag on the other. I was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> what do you guys want to know? We control everything. Uh, that's, that's basically it. They're like, oh, okay, we, we know, we know, we get it. We've seen every movie. Um, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you guys comics? Want to use a comic? You're a comic. You're just, you got dragged along? <laughs> you, can't, you can barely look at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what'd you do? You lose a uh, fantasy football bet or something? What, what happened? You just want to do comedy? Well, good for you. Give it up for him, everybody. You, one day, you'll drop these two, and you'll just be here on your Friday. <laughs> yeah, oh, damn, all right. <laughs> shit. You wait till next week to start talking shit about him here, and then they'll hear it on the radio and be like, motherfucker, what the fuck? <laughs> that piece of shit. I don't know. Uh, I recently uh, had a breakup. Uh, and it was, it was interesting, man. Uh, and w one thing that got me through it, you guys ever have, like, you consult your friends, and they give you shitty advice? For your breakup, you know, you ever do this? Like, yeah. So I asked my friend, and he was like, he was like, "Hey, man, here's here's the trick. What you got to do is you got to tell them their problems, but say they're your problems, and you know, it's like you you mask the whole thing, right?" And it got really weird. I was like, "All right, baby, I got to break up with you because my pussy stinks, dude. <laughs> so I'm out of here. I'm out of here." All right. <laughs> he was like, "You got a pussy?" I was like, "Yeah, it stinks." Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I did uh, uh, ask my dad recently for a little life advice, uh, and this is what he said. He said, like, it was really good advice until it wasn't, you know? So this is what he says. He says, uh, well, Cole, here's a secret to attracting a woman, okay? It's, uh, pay attention, y'all. He goes, uh, secret is, it's not about what a woman knows about you, okay? It's what a woman thinks about you. And I was like, ooh, that's very enlightening advice. Uh, until he said, women think you're gay. <laughs> It's like sick burn, Dad. <laughs> it's like great advice, sick burn, man. He's got everything. This is incredible. How'd you do that? But I was also like, Dad, that's bullshit. Men think I'm gay too. All right, the gender's got nothing to do with this. All right, you fucking bigot. And I got on his face. He's like, that's what I'm talking about. See that right there? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> damn, damn, god damn it. The real crazy thing is, I actually asked him. I was like, how do you like? How do you know? Because that last bit was a fib, guys. I'm lying to you. <laughs> See, this is what this is all about. Take notes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I asked him. I was like, how do you know? He was like, oh, I seen the way you sit. <laughs> Some of you saw me sitting over there. You might already have this idea in your head. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, you sit knee over knee. It's like knee over knee. He's like, yeah, like fuck, like this. 
He's like, you, like at the time, he was like, you're like 25. What are you doing sitting knee over knee? You look like some English gentleman. He's <laughs> smoking a pipe. What are you doing sitting knee over knee? He was like, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you got to go ankle over knee. I was like, I didn't realize my from here to here is a sliding scale of sexuality that depending on where you're at depends on if you're going to go suck a dick bout <laughs> outside. You know what I mean? Like I'm like a little telegraphing. <laughs> By the way, guys, I might with a few drinks. Just so you know, <laughs> right there in the middle. It's like, you never know. You never know. But this, fuck, get away from me, bro. Let's watch football. Uh, <laughs> it was weird. I don't know. Uh, speaking of football, I did used to play football. Uh, uh, it was an interesting experience. When I tell people I play football, a lot of them ask me, like, what did you do on the team? Uh, not much. Not much. Uh, one guy was like, you look like you just called the other team's parents to complain. <laughs> and I was like, close. <laughs> like, I definitely considered it at the time. I'm like, they are mean. Um, but uh, I play football. When I play football, uh, I would play uh, on my freshman year team, I was 14 years old. I played with this kid who was uh, seven foot six, 350 pounds, and I remind you, 14 years old. Yes, that is what the fuck. Like that is a human. That's a real human. That is a danger to society. Is what that is. Are you kidding me? You put a 14 year old brain inside a Mack truck and expect that to go well? <laughs> like what the fuck? And the best part was, is his name was Junior. Because it's like, yeah, if you're going to have, like, a giant monstrosity of a human, you need, like, that ironic nickname to diffuse the whole situation when he bursts through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Everyone thinks they're going to die for a minute, you know? They're like, ah! Oh, shit, it's just Junior. Okay. Whew. I thought we were dead. I thought we were going to... He was going to kill us. Uh, he was a nice man, but he, he was a... Um, he was a Polynesian gentleman, and uh, he tried to teach us... Sure, yeah, that's a joke. Ha <laughs> 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 ha, what the... <laughs> what the fuck? No, uh, he was... He, but, from his culture, there's this thing called the haka. Is anybody familiar with the haka? You usually see it before like rugby matches and shit. Yeah, you got, yeah. And it's a really crazy thing, right? Because basically what it is, if you're unfamiliar, it's a war dance. And it's when, you know, Polynesian dudes, like giant people, they got face tattoos, long hair. They got in, get out in the middle field, they stomp around, they scream, and it's super scary. And basically the whole point is to make the other team look at your team and be like, I quit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yo, I thought we were just going to run this ball back and forth, but you've turned it into blood sports somewhere along the way. And I can't agree with this anymore. This is crazy. He tried to teach us this to like give us that mental edge, right? Uh, and we lost every single game. Uh, yeah, yeah, every fucking game. And the thing is, like, we didn't realize until like the end of the season that the haka is only intimidating if you've got a group of 50 Polynesian dudes doing it, you know? If you've got one in the middle going, yeah, and then like 49 different versions of me like tap dancing around him, like, yeah, are we doing it yet, Junior? Yeah, like doing a Charleston. Like, no one's scared by that. <laughs> like, at best, people are just confused. Like, looking at us, like, are they trying to summon another one or something? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> like, this is, fuck is this shit? <laughs> Like, we're all, like, getting hyped. We're all like, yeah, dude, we're scared, and we're scaring the shit out of them. They're so scared. They're, like, high-fiving and chest-bumping. <laughs> One kid thought he could read lips. He's like, yeah, they're calling us baguettes or something. What are they calling us? I think, it's, I think he said baguettes. I think he said baguettes. Bread or something. I don't know. That's weird. French, who cares? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, they're watching us, like, so stoked that they're like, they get to legally bully us soon. You know, they're like, wait, you're like, when's the football team coming out? Wait, that is the football team? Are you shitting me? This is going to be incredible. We get to beat the shit out of these guys legally? Unbelievable. It's won the bully lottery, you know? Meanwhile, my dad's like up in the stands watching the whole thing. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure my son is gay. <laughs> hey, guys. Anyways, I've been Cole Chapman. Get up for your host. Chapman is a funny motherfucker. Can we give it up one more time for him? Right? Yeah. All right.
right. I have not seen this next comedian before, but he has been stamped to be great. Right? <laughs> so that wasn't a joke, but somebody laughed. That was <laughs> that was just a little bit of me. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to lighten the mood. Okay. I'm gonna try to lighten the mood. Okay. I'm trying to grow up. Right. So I only want to date women that wear nude color underwear. Right. Is there anything more mature than like nude color underwear other than just like a little bit of lace on it? That's a grown ass woman. That's a grown ass woman you're fucking with. God, that's the weird shit that I think about when I'm at the laundromat, right? God, I, the laundromat is a cool place. The laundromat, like, laundromat is the exact place you find out how far women are taking the whole animal print thing. Right? <laughs> right? Every, like, what, there's nothing wrong with the animal print thing, by the way, but every once in a while you'll see, like, a woman, she'll, like, spill out her fucking hamper and, like, Noah's Ark just comes rushing out. <laughs> She got two of everything. I work up a little bit of courage. I was like, how much of that do you really need? And with a straight face, she just looks at me. She's like, enough for 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay. All right. That was, I'm trying. We're, we're, this is a comedy show. Things are silly. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm through with this. This next guy's going to fucking kill it compared to that bullshit. All right. Give it up loud for Corday Snell. Over the hemisphere so you can't enter here. We live in the dumps with mutant rodents with blood. How you guys doing? You guys good? Yeah. Ooh, all right. Um, so I know it's the holiday season right now, and I was just thinking the other day, like, like how dumb kids are, like, especially me as a kid. Like, I just started thinking about, like, the idea of Santa Claus, right? Like, how dumb was we to believe that a fat, overweight white guy could deliver presents all around the world in a night, you know? Like, I worked for FedEx and UPS, right? And we could barely get through 100 packages in a whole fucking day. So I'm just like, how is this unathletic white guy can do this shit? And most of the time, like, it was funny because we just delivered in, like, a neighborhood. And it took all fucking day. I'm like, how is this guy going to get around the whole fucking world with some deer and shit that can fly on this wooden piece of shit, you know? This is some shit I'm thinking about, especially because deer get hit all the fucking time. I don't know, like I don't know that he, how did these seven deer never get hit? Um, also, like, so New Year's is coming up, uh, which I hate because uh, New Year's is like, cause you know, like Thanksgiving is like a great holiday, cause with family. Christmas like is a great holiday, cause it's family and presents. And then New Year's is like we're gonna bring in the bring in the new year, like no new year, new me, like a lot of stuff like that, right? But I hate New Year's because me and my friends always try to make plans for it and like always get disappointed. Like yo, we gonna do some shit for New Year's, man. We are gonna do a big this time. It ain't gonna be like last year. We ain't gonna fuck around and wait to the last minute. We ain't gonna do that shit, right? And then we always end up waiting to the last fucking minute to try to plan some shit. And then some shit, it never works out. And then I'm always jealous because I'm always single around New Year's. And then I always see like somebody like just kissing a girl like at like New Year's. Like, like oh, bring a new year. Like, I'm like, oh, must be nice. Like, it must, must, that must be nice. Yeah, that must be nice as hell. Um, also, I was thinking the other day, um, growing up. Um, everybody, everybody loved recess growing up at fucking school, right? Everybody loved, was fucking amazing, right? Fucking, but everybody hated PE though. Like fucking, I never got that shit. Like all of a sudden, we hate fucking PE all of a sudden. But they, it like, it's like, it's your school literally, give, literally giving you play clothes to go outside and fucking play and do activities. Like why would you fucking hate? And then the crazy thing about it, I always laughed at the people who would fail PE because they refused to get dressed. <laughs> Like, yo, like, how the fuck are you failing PE? Because I'm not getting dressed. That's why. Because I'm not getting dressed. Fuck it. Like, my PE teacher told me, he was like, if you dress, you will get a C. 
Just get dressed. You can just dress, show up, sit there. You get a seat. Like, no, I'm not getting fucking dressed. Locker rooms are weird. Oh, you mean a place where you can storage and put away all your safe belongings is weird? Uh, and then some people in my school, right, they would do stupid shit like, oh, I'm not, if I'm going to get dressed, I'm just going to put my PE clothes over my nice, like, school clothes and shit like that. So you're going to put some sweaty ass shit over your good clothes? Like, how dumb is that? Um... Yeah, it's just a lot of shit I've been thinking. Also, I just want to say this shit because I found out some news that's like terrible to me. I think it's probably one of the stupidest ideas or stupid decisions they ever made. Like you guys make stupid decisions, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, right. So, so um, Netflix is paying a hundred million dollars to keep Friends on their fucking network. Can we admit that Friends is one of the most overrated and wackiest shows that has ever been made? Right. Like okay, I'm like I'm a, the reason why Friends is so overrated to me because I I was sick at a certain point in my life and I remember I used to always come to the ER because my mom worked there and I remember Friends was always on and I remember I was like really just like in a bad place or sometimes we like maybe I messed up my knee or some shit like that and Friends would be on and my body would literally feel worse I'm like. <laughs> Like how, I remember I was like bedridden in a hospital for two weeks. And I remember I got into That 70s Show. So to me, this day, That 70s Show was always a great show because it helped me through a trying time. But then I remember Friends was on for 30 minutes and I had a seizure. So I'm like, yo, this is not a good fucking show at all. I can't have, like, like I'm going to name all the shows that's better than it. How I Met Your Mother. It's a good fucking show, right? Um, Living Single. I mean, we know a lot of white people in here, but it's a good fucking show. You should look up to it. Um, um, Seinfeld. I didn't, wasn't into it at first, but I, I watched a few of the good episodes. I was like, hey, yo, George is kind of my dude. You know, fat guy. He's balding. He won't embrace it. But, uh, you know, he's cool. He works for the Yankees. That's a good fucking job. Also, side note to that, right? Why do white guys hold on to their hair for so fucking long, you know? Like, like if you're balding, just, like, let it go. We see, I see a lot of guys here with hair, you know? Fucking, yeah. The reason why I'm bald, well, the reason why I'm bald and not holding on to it because my dad had a toupee for the longest fucking time. And I didn't know it was a toupee, right? I just thought his hair was just extra black. And it was funny because I was asked questions. I'm like, yo, dad, this is kind of weird. I don't know if you notice this, but, you know, your eyebrows and your mustache is, like, black and gray, but your hair is, like, all black, you know? And then sometimes when I notice you scratching your head, like your hair just be moving and shit like that. Like, oh, what's up? What's up with that? When they told me it was a toupee, like it was like, I was just like, what the fuck is a toupee? Like the only time I seen toupees was on white, white guys, you know. But guys, you all got hair. How mad do you guys get when you see a dude who's balding get up in the barber's, barber's chair like in front of you? Like, oh, hold on, man. Because I mean, you, know, you know that's just about to take like an hour, an hour and a fucking half. Like, hey, yo, man, just make sure just like line this shit up right. Just keep it real low, not too low and shit like that. Like I feel like dudes, like I feel like this. I feel why I feel like LeBron will never be the best in the world because he holding on to that badass hairline, you know. Jordan, we don't even remember Jordan with hair, you know. We just remember with the bald shit, like in fucking last game shot. Like that's how you know if you want to be. If LeBron really wants to be great, if he really, really want to be great, he got to let it go of that fucking hairline. Just go sit in the barber shop, right, and just be like, yo, just take it all off. You want it low? No, just take it all off. That's what I did one time. I'm be honest, and that was I thought it was the worst decision I made, but I sent a picture to a few friends, got my confidence up, because you go from having a hairline to no hairline, it's kind of a shocker at first. It's kind of a shocker, I'm not going to admit, but then I'm saying that because you know how much money I used to spend on haircuts to make that shit right? About $30. You know how much I spend on razors and fucking shaving cream now? Five bucks. I'm fucking winning out here. I got something about time. Thank you. I said automator, play the song. It was the theme, made a slight Snell, man, that was fucking great. Oh my gosh. Okay.
I got, I got a couple of no-shows, so just to, just to give people uh, a little bit of a heads up, I'm going to read some names. If you're, uh, you know, if you're here, just fucking tell me that you're here. All right, is Jermaine here? No, Jermaine. Uh, Jordan. Jordan, okay, man. This is your time. This is your time. Can we get it up loud for Jordan? All right. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry about that. How you guys doing tonight? Fuck yeah. Uh, I just got done doing No Nut November. Anyone else do that? You guys look like you've never nut before. How you, you did? You did it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I didn't know not November, and it's one of those things. Like, like for me, like all that is. If you don't know what it is, that's going the entire month of November without ejaculating. All right. Now, for me, that's easy. All I have to do is just go one month without masturbating. Right? Fucking easy. But I got a lot of friends who complained the entire time. A lot of them were complaining, like, man, I can't go one month without sex. I can't fucking do that. And I'm sitting there thinking like, man, I've been going one month without sex for years now. <laughs> like I failed sex at in high school and that basically foreshadowed my entire adult life. Fuck, you guys ever send a dick pic you're really just not all that confident about? That's literally every dick pic I send, I, it's a nightmare for me. Like, I, like for me, I have bad dick days. Right now, I'm having a bad dick day. I'm gonna tell you why. I haven't shaved in over a week. So right now, it looks like I'm fucking burnt down forest down there. Like motherfucking Butte County. That's topical, right? <laughs> uh, and like one thing that sucks about it is like whenever you got to like send these dick pics, you got to try to find the right angles. Sometimes the lights aren't on in your room, so you rely on the, the, the flash from your phone. So you're sitting there, it's in your bed, just fucking... Oh, fuck. I hope she doesn't notice that bump. Like every fucking time, every time you gotta deal with some shit like that, and you always like you always like wait for a response, and like she's either laughing at it or she's sending it to her homegirls to laugh at it with her. Fucking uh, anyone in here do BDSM? You know anyone uh, that does BDSM in here? If you guys don't know what that is, that's uh, chains, whips, bondage, aggressive sex. That's exactly what BDSM is. I personally, I don't like people that do BDSM, but the reason why I don't like them is because like they won't fucking shut up about it. Like people that do BDSM are like people that read books or fucking vegans. Like, I get it, you're quirky. You're the Zoe de Chanel of sexual fetishes. Like, I knew girls that fucked feet that were way cooler than any of those people. And they're always trying to convert you like it's some sort of religion. Like, I had this one friend, he did BDSM with his wife, which first off, too much information. But he, he, he did it with her and he tried converting me. He was telling me like, dude, just one time, just one time, man. You gotta get your girlfriend to blindfold you, tie you up, and shove a cactus up your ass. Just one fucking time. I was like, no! I'm not gonna shove a cactus. And he's like, he calls it milking your prostate. Like, it's not milk. That's blood. <laughs> I don't have any fucking udders down there. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving just passed. Anyone else uh, have an aunt that thought they were gay? That happened to me. Yeah, my aunt thought I was gay on Thanksgiving. And I blame it completely on my grandma. Because for about 40 minutes, I'm single. About 40 minutes, my grandma was sitting there like, I want you to have a girlfriend. You need a girlfriend the entire time. You need a cute blonde, you need to walk around with her. I want more grandbabies, that's what I want. You need a girlfriend. And it got to the point where my aunt thought she was gay bashing me. She thought she was gay bashing me and so she starts sticking up for me. I didn't realize what was going on. She's sitting there thinking, he doesn't need a girlfriend. He could do whatever he wants. I'm like, yeah, I'm working on my shit. I don't need a girlfriend right now. And she's like, if he wants to be gay, he could be gay. I'm like, what the fuck, auntie? I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold up right there. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not gay. I'm just a comedian. Like, no, yeah, sure, I fucking, I dress up a little weirdly sometimes. 
Not right now. But fuck, I'm still trying to think of the ending to this one. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm just trying to fucking free ball this one at the end. Uh, fuck, anyone else find out they're ugly? I found out that I was ugly recently. The reason I found out I was ugly is because I dated this girl earlier this year. And when I was dating her, one of my friends told me, he's like, yo, you dating Samantha? I'm like, yeah, I'm dating Samantha. He's like, yo, she only fucks ugly dudes. And I was like, what? No, she doesn't fuck ugly dudes. Like, she only fucks ugly dudes. And my dumbass thought, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to break this streak. <laughs> and that's why I found out actually yesterday how factual it was that she fucks ugly dudes. Because I saw her on Instagram. She posted a picture with her new boyfriend. This motherfucker looks like goddamn Schmeagle from goddamn Lord of the Rings. And uh, the worst part is, I'm not even more attractive than him. That's the worst fucking part. So it's factual now. I'm ugly and she only fucks ugly dudes. Uh, that's my time for tonight. My name is Jordan. Jordan with the energy, with the energy. You guys ready to keep that energy up? Yeah. Yes. Okay, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I'm going to say... This guy. This guy's the one that fucks, right? This is the guy that fucks. You got, you got that slick haircut. That's only for the ladies, right? You're not doing that. You're not doing that for us. That's not, that's not for us, right? It's because this guy's fucking. This guy's fucking. That's what that is. Okay. <laughs> is Zach Zimmerman here? Woo! Zach Zimmerman, everybody. Thank you. Make it loud for him. Just the way it is. Thank you, my friend. Wow, how awesome it is to be in this old library or wherever the fuck we are. This is super cool. I really do like this place. Uh, by the way, hell no, that's not the one that fucks. It's clearly this kid. You got the Jeff Foxworthy thing going on. He's the only guy that has, you could tell he's the one doing comedy because he's the only one that has any facial hair. If you guys ever want to catch up, get your asses on the mic. I'm just saying. I understand why you guys would come here. Where you come from, San Mateo? It's a bit of a drive, right? I mean, where else are you guys going to go? You can't get into a fucking bar. There's not an ID, there's not a good enough fake ID in this city for you to get into a fucking bar. You look like the kid from Happy Days. Uh, it, is, it is cool doing uh, comedy out in California. Uh, a lot of it is, uh, I just like being in California because there's like, I come from Colorado, obviously. I fucking love Colorado. Colorado's cool. Uh, I grew up there. And uh, honestly, between, you know, Amber Alerts being started there, Columbine, JonBenet Ramsey, it's a miracle I grew up at all. But here I am. I made it just as far as these fucking kids. Son of a bitch. Yeah, um, I, uh, I always want to run into celebrities because that shit's funny, you know? Uh, I, I, uh, you, you guys remember the show Dexter? You ever watch Dexter? Yeah, so last time I was in LA, I was driving around looking for a fucking dispensary in the middle of Hollywood, you know, and I was thinking, man, it'd be so cool to just run into anyone famous, anyone at all, I don't care who. And we pull up to a stoplight, right as I was done saying that, I swear to God, I fucking pull up next to Dokes from Dexter. And the first thing out of my mouth, you know, I roll down my window, he's rolled down his, I said, surprise, motherfucker. And he immediately jumped into his lines from the show. He was like, I'm on you, you weird little fucking prick. Like, whatever the fuck he said, I don't know. But it was super cool, awesome guy, totally just a really cool interaction. Thank God it was actually him. Because that is a great way to get shot. Seriously. Uh, I, I always imagine, like, you think about, like, celebrities, you know, and, like, what they, would, what they do now. You know, like, if they fell out of the spotlight or something. Like, you guys know, uh, you guys know Van Halen? Yeah. Fuck yeah, right? 
Uh, they ended up ditching Eddie Van Halen at some point. Or not Eddie Van Halen. Fucking David Lee Roth. Thank you. How the fuck did I forget that? It's about him. Uh, they ended up uh, ditching him and going with fucking other dude. Yeah, Cabo Wabo and all that shit. Yeah, you know the one. He can drive 55, but he can't write a fucking song. Uh, so yeah, uh, David Lee Roth quit music and quit everything entirely. Do you know what he did after he quit singing and everything? Do you know what he did? He went and became an EMT. He's saving other people from dying. It's true. Can you imagine how fucking weird that would be? David Lee Roth being the fucking EMT that shows up to your accident. Like you get hit by a car on a bike and this motherfucker shows up like, oh my God. You're like, I can't look. Is it bad? He's like, so bad. Somebody's on the side of a building, like, I'll fucking do it. I'll fucking do it. And he's like, go ahead and jump. No, I, uh, I, I think that's a terrible choice for him. I don't think I would have chosen that. Uh, I wanted to be famous because I just wanted to make cameos in people's lives. I thought that would be kind of cool, you know. Uh, I've done a couple movies, like independent films and shit. And one time I, I got to meet, uh, We were. It, it was weird because we were filming a movie in Tennessee, but we were like, on our day off there's a couple of actors that had their day off so we went into like the little town nearby and we like went into this little diner and like had lunch you know and across the way we see christopher fucking walken even you little young motherfuckers know who christopher walken is everybody knows who christopher walken is he's fucking christopher walken and i'm like i gotta talk to him but i don't want to be one of those fanboys that just goes up like oh my god can i have your autograph like fuck that you know we're actors too which is why we have to talk to him and why we can't ask for an autograph so i'm like i got a plan follow me we go up to him and i'm like excuse me sir i don't mean to bother you but you're christopher walken right and he says yes i am would you like an autograph and we're like no actually we were hoping that you're going to tell us that you're going to kill us like you do in the movies <laughs> And he says, I'm sorry, I can't. I come here all the time. And we're like, okay, I understand. Well, it's great to meet you. Have a good lunch, you know. We go back and sit down. We're texting our friends like, oh, my God, I fucking got to meet Christopher Walken, you know. And uh, he leaves, and we're, we're finishing up, and we, we're about to pay our tab. And about 20 minutes later, this fucking car comes screeching back into the parking lot. This dude gets out of his car and kicks in the fucking door, and it's Christopher Walken. He comes up to our table and says, if you ever say that to my face again, I'll fucking kill you, and leaves. <laughs> And that is the ultimate. Uh, the last thing I would want, uh, I, I, I really realized that the money's not even in acting or comedy. Clearly, we have to pay for stage time. Uh, so, you know, every once in a while, though, it would be cool to, like, just get into a different type of Hollywood. You know, you can get into casting. You guys know about casting? You get a fucking Oscar for just picking the right person for the job. It's true. You can get a SAG credit that way. It's ridiculous. The first thing I'm going to do, I'm putting E-40 in a Pepto-Bismol commercial. You can hear that shit right now, right? Hey, yo, gas, brake, sip. You got gas, take a break and sip. Draws open, man. Draws open, man. You can hear it. Don't be stupid. Fuck Tums, Tums. Don't be stupid. Fuck Tums, Tums. Don't mind the drip. Don't mind the drip. Tell them people that paint drink is back. You know, you could, it just, it's, it's a fucking gold mine. I'm telling you, the, the kicker is going to be that fucking Pepto jingle. You know the one I'm talking about? Hey, yo, nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. And that's my time. I'm Zach Zimmerman. Thank you for it. Now we just boarded on our futuristic spacecraft. No mistakes. Zach Zimmerman. He couldn't be dressed like that and not be funny. How fucked up would that be? <laughs> that would be horrible. You can't just look like Kevin James and then exit. Okay. <laughs>
You look like Kevin, you look like Kevin James post heart attack, though. So you're on the come up. I, I like that. I like that a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. Okay, now that I'm so fucking likable, it's time to bring up your next comedian. It's time to get me the hell out of here. Please make it loud. You know, this uh, this guy actually was hosting Mutiny Radio uh, the first time I ever came here, so this is actually a cool moment for me. Give it up loud for Marty Cunny. Hey, give it up for Xavier, guys. What the fuck? Yes. Killing this hosting job, I'm assuming. I just got here. I don't know. Uh, people talk about, a lot about immigration in the news and whatnot. Uh, I feel like I don't like it because the Republicans, the right wing, they always use the same talking points, right? You know, they say that immigrants are, they come here uninvited. They're un-American, right? They take our good blue-collar jobs. They rape and they murder. And I'm like, well, there's technically nothing more American than going somewhere you're not invited, raping and murdering everybody there so you can do farm work. That's like our thing. If anything, we should be mad because they're appropriating it from us. And I won't stand for that cultural appropriation. A little tip to them. You have to yell manifest destiny before you do it. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's awkward. It's like the no homo of territorial expansion, right? Uh, speaking of which, I was uh, at Halloween this year. I saw this... Uh, it was like a street party, and this girl's like a, this black girl's dressed in like a sexy cop outfit, and she chugged a fifth of whiskey and punched another black guy in the face and called him the N word. And I was like, "Hey, as an Irishman, that's pretty offensive. That's our thing. Uh, <laughs> my culture is not a costume, Miss. Okay. Uh, what else, guys? I got ghosted recently, which uh, seems to be pretty frequent these days. But this one was exceptional to me because. The text leading up to it was like, uh, we'd have been a couple dates, right? So I'd like met this girl, seen her, uh, she'd seen me. And she, last text for me was like, oh, I'm going into, uh, for an operation tomorrow. I was like, oh, geez, like, I didn't know you were sick or anything. Is everything okay? She said, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. It's just a LASIK procedure. It's in and out. And then she ghosted me. So she got her eyesight fixed and decided to never wanted to see me again. So... Pretty, feeling pretty good about that one, guys. <laughs> Fucking her hindsight is really 2020, I'm sure. Uh, a lot of people these days talking about ass eating. I uh, feel like that's a really to uh, common topic of conversation these days. Like everywhere, rap and comedy and everything. And I, I feel like I'm almost being like shamed for not talking about it. Like you can't like get away with not talking about ass eating. Like it's the opposite of taboo. Like I have somebody has to bring it up at some point, which is all right. It's not the worst thing. I mean, fine. I'm all for a kinkier society. That's all good by me. But well, what I would expect and I would have hoped to see is that a one-to-one -one rise in conversations about ass eating and the number of bidets I see in other people's households. And I am not seeing that. I still am the only person I know that owns a bidet. And that is far too low of a ratio, okay? You disgusting sons of bitches. I don't want to hear you talk about ass eating without talking about the benefits of a proper pressure washer or for your fucking rim, okay? This is, ass eating is like peanut butter. You want it smooth, not chunky, right? I think that we can all agree there, okay? It's disgusting, really. Um, turned 30, and um, that means I've been matching with a lot of older women on dating apps because, like, now I'm hitting, like, the 30 and above range, right? He gets it. So I uh, 
it's been it's been cool i mean meeting an older woman has been great but uh a lot of these older women have been black i don't really know what to make of that uh it's like the worst remake of how stella got her groove back ever made you guys know what movie i'm talking about you guys too young for that movie so this this older black woman uh she's unlucky in love and she goes on to jamaica and meets this tall like compassionate handsome uh jamaican man uh and the remake apparently is she goes to san francisco and gets on hinge to find a stocky alcoholic comedian with <laughs> chronic hemorrhoids I, it's it's a bit of a downgrade if you're asking me but a lot of weird thing is that so that that movie was actually based on a true story this woman wrote a book about it and uh she actually married that guy and brought him back to america what that book if she wrote a sequel to it would tell you is how that guy actually turned out to be gay and was just marrying her for citizenship <laughs> so this is the realistic sequel to how Stella got her groove back like lower those expectations i'm right here i'm easy to find i'm i'm not gonna bang any i'm probably not gonna bang any guys you know you know just keep me away from the fernet uh I got a last one here, guys. Uh, had a 23andMe done recently. Anyone done one of those? Yeah. yeah? What'd you say? Great. So you're the only you're the only person who doesn't ever remember their 23andMe. You paid for it to be done, and then you're like, yeah, that's probably not not that cool, though. <laughs> oh man, I had mine done, and it said I was like, you know, 75% Irish and like 25% Italian, and therefore like 100% alcoholic. You know. <laughs> It's like, okay. And it had to like listed all your like hereditary diseases. It was like cirrhosis of the liver. I was like, that's not genetic, you fucking <laughs> dickheads. They're like, I called up the customer service. I was like, oh, excuse me, what is this all about? They're like, oh, sir, you didn't actually send in a DNA sample. You just sent in a cotton swab covered in Jameson and Fernet. So we gave you the best guess possible. We're like, well, you told me to take a mouth swab. I was like, yeah, of your cheek, not of whatever was in there at the time, you fucking idiot. Oh, we have a separate test for you, sir. It's called the 24 in me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's an okay joke to make. Uh, mostly because I don't know if a 24 in me would even work. What would it say? You're like 115% European or something like that? Plus, I don't need to test no I am so strong. All right, guys, that's my time. Thanks so much. The area of distribution lifts the clueless. My flow is like liquid. He's showing us how it's done, guys. Showing us how it's done. Oh man, we're getting we're getting to that we're getting to that time of the night, but uh, I don't I don't want to leave you guys just yet because we gotta kill a little bit more time before the next show. Right? Yeah, that's right. I don't know if you guys knew this. There's gonna be a show at eight o'clock. It's going to be right here. It's book comedians. It's not going to be the same people you saw. It's going to be a lot of fun. You guys should check it out if you really want to, okay? Because no one's going to make you do anything here except you, right? I don't know. I don't know. Something makes me want to just fuck with you and every bone in my body is like, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, God. Man. So a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Xavier Campos, by the way, but like a little bit about me. I have a twin comforter on a queen-size bed. That way everything looks bigger when I'm laying down on it. That's a life hack for the ladies. It's a life hack for the ladies for everybody in the room. Oh man, I was uh, I was living in uh, Orange County before here, and uh, surprise, surprise, there were some differences. There were some differences, uh, but like before I get into that, do you guys feel like whoever named the orange made a mistake? It's like a horrible, awful mistake. 
right? You kind of tell whoever ran into it was like, I think we could just name this after the color and call it a day. Another slam dunk in the fruit naming department of the world. Or I don't know how things get named. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but like, I, like I don't know. Like, do you like? Do you feel like like if Adam and Eve bit into an orange, we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in right now? No, I'm full of shit. I don't, I don't read like the fucking paper or anything. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. No, um, but like, I don't, I don't remember this bit. <laughs> I don't, it's been so fucking long. Okay, we have one last name on the list. Is James in the house? James, how do you say your last name? I want to get it right. Vote. All right, this is James Vogt. Give it up loud. He's staying here for everybody. Let's stay here for him. Devise accepted methods. Development most unique. Paralyzed central nervous when you close them. Hey, thank you. Uh, I was actually here like, uh, like fucking three months ago, and I bombed so hard because it was my first time. I bombed so hard. You know how hard I bombed? Like, you know you've bombed hard when the comedian after you does his set based on other comedians that have bombed before you. <laughs> he was like, yeah, it's okay. Everyone bombs every once in a while. I was like, thanks. Can you tell me that later? Uh, um, I just turned 18 uh, in August. And now, being 18 in high school was the fucking worst. Because what, I think a 17-year-old girl is attractive. I'm a pedophile all of a sudden. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, but uh, I do play football, and uh, the quarterback on our team found out that I was a virgin. He was like, vote, we are going to get you laid. And I said, no, we fucking aren't. <laughs> because sex in my current state is a minus. Because any girl that will fuck me is a whore. If you're willing to have sex with me, you're willing to have sex with anything. <laughs> wow, that was a big exhale. <laughs> like, whew. Yeah, it's hard to, man. Uh, um, I am a virgin, just in case you couldn't tell. Did I say that joke already? Shit. I am a virgin, just in case you couldn't tell by the everything about me. Nah, but uh, I'm not sure I would even be good at sex, to be honest. Like, sending me into a room to have sex with a girl would be like sending me to Afghanistan, except I don't have any clothes on in this scenario. Uh, uh, I am straight. I'm, I'm not gay. I wish I was. It looks fun. Uh, once you get past to getting fucked in the ass part, it looks pretty fun. I mean, they have parades. They don't throw parades for straight white people, unless you're a Nazi. But other than that, ah. Uh, but, uh, uh, but now, nah, like I also failed sex ed. Like actually we had a thing called family life, which is where sex ed, like we went to a Catholic school. So it's where sex ed meets Catholicism. It's the most bullshit course we've ever seen. Literally every page, it's like if you have sex, you will go to hell. It's like, like one chapter was on dating. It was like, it's okay to date. It helps you, uh, it helps you uh, work on how you're going to be in relationships with people later in life. I'm like, dude, I have hair growing on my balls. What the fuck is happening to me? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, 
Yeah, I was just misguided through that trial in my life. Like, my parents didn't have the talk with me. They didn't. Like, they definitely planned on having the talk with me, and they just fucking forgot. Like, I'm the youngest of three, and, like, they got to the first kid, the second kid, they got to me, <laughs> nothing. And, like, let's go a little personal. I started uh, masturbating when I was, like, in the sixth grade, and that's, that's a good time to start. However, I didn't realize I was masturbating wrong until the eighth grade. And it all started when we were on the playground one day, and me and the fellas, we were talking about masturbation, odd topic for discussion amongst eighth graders, by the way. And one guy was talking about how frustrating it was to clean up afterwards. That's when my dumb ass steps in. I'm like, what do you mean by clean up? It's like, James, do you not clean up your jizz when you masturbate? What is jizz? It's the white stuff that comes out of your dick when you masturbate. White stuff's supposed to come out? I'll tell you, the first time I ever came, it was like I just climbed a mountain. I was on top of the world for like 30 seconds until I realized that the bathroom I was in was out of toilet paper. Uh, you can't exactly call out to your mom to get toilet paper for you at 3 in the morning, so. also didn't know anything about the female body. Like, dad, I used to think you could only impregnate a woman while she was on her period. This knowledge inhabited my brain until about five months ago. And someone told me that's not how periods work. I, someone said, James, that's not how periods work. And I said, thank God I'm a virgin. Could you imagine me having sex with that knowledge? Things are getting hot and heavy with the girl. We're taking our clothes off. I pull out a condom. Wait, I don't see any blood down there. No need for this. What if I did impregnate a girl? What would that conversation be like on the phone? You're pregnant? How could this happen? No, I didn't wear a condom. If there ain't no flow, you're free to go. No. Uh, think about how horrible this girl's day is. She just found out she's pregnant. She needs to make one of the biggest decisions of her life. Then at the end of it, she needs to explain to this asshole what a period is. All right, thank you guys, thank you. Yes, yes. Man, hold on. Can we just do some quick math in the room really fast? All right, he's 18 years old. All right, you, you were in sixth grade, and you were how old, like 12? Uh, All right, you're 12. You've been masturbating for six years, right? And like for three of those years, you were masturbating. So for like a sixth of your life, what were you, you, what were you doing to yourself? Like, well, I would, I would basically uh, I would go at a steady pace. Then when, I'd, when I'd feel a tingling feeling, I'd stop. You monster! Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> you twice. Oh, you didn't think that you deserved it, right? You're like, what have I done to earn this? What have I done to earn this pleasure? Oh my God! Can you imagine having? Se is that what you thought sex was gonna be like too? Like you're just gonna like go, and then be like, hold on, hold on. This was almost great. <laughs> this is almost a good time. Oh my gosh. Oh, and then what about you? Are you a virgin too? Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. All three. All right, cool. It would be weird if it weren't, right? Because then this like this guy's lying to you guys because he clearly fucks. But once you guys once you guys get into it, he's gonna be like, pretty good, huh? Like, <laughs> pretty nice. I told you it would be good. I told you it would be good. I told you guys earlier I was from Orange County. You guys ever been to like Southern California? You guys ever been to Orange County? 
Yeah, everybody in Orange, there's like an accent out there, right? Everybody in Orange County sounds like they have a mouth full of ice. It's like, ha, 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 fuck yeah. <laughs> Tight T's and deep V's, man. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, buddy. That's Orange County in a nutshell. You don't have to go now. You guys have just been, basically. <laughs> you guys have all been to Orange County now. <laughs> okay, I lied to you earlier. That actually was not going to kick off the set. All right, we got we got our sound man behind the fucking ones and twos, and he's gonna he's gonna give it up for us. He's gonna make us laugh. So can we make it really loud for him? Because he's the fucking only person laughing at everybody tonight. All right, give it up for George. All right, guys. Yeah. Woo. All right, let's get out of here with something stupid. <coughs> man, damn it. Oh yeah, that was weird. No, wow, it's so weird. I was. <laughs> I haven't I haven't looked at anybody since I was back there. That guy was talking about no nut November. That's weird. <laughs> it made me think of like the first thing that popped in my head was that's some white guy shit. That's a classic example of like shit that only white dudes do. You know, like on roller coasters, when they say you know don't stick your hands out of the roller coaster. That's the first dude to do that shit. Woo! It's the white guy that gets knocked out of the roller coaster, or ends up getting a lady pregnant or something stupid that you didn't have to fucking do because everybody told you not to, but then you fucked up. So that made me think of, yeah, that made me think of uh, No Nut November. Anyway, <laughs> I was thinking of like uh, all this fucking talk about dates. I was thinking about how women don't like me. I was thinking, well, black women don't like me. I was up there buying a video game today. And this black woman came in and she got a video game. And I was like, not even nerdy black chicks like me. And I like nerdy chicks. Right. And I was like, well, that's a bummer. But I get it. Right. Because right. Cause normally if you're the only nerdy like minority, you're generally going to have white friends because <laughs> generally the other minority has other minority friends who aren't nerds and they just like regular shit. So, you you know what I mean? Right. So you're like, you know, you're just sort of isolated. So I saw her in the store and I was just kicked off my brain going like, yeah, well, no shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, of course she doesn't. She didn't even pay me any attention she walked right past me so i was like well yeah and then i was like well i used to like white chicks that are nerdy but they never like me either because i was like talking to one chick and she was like yeah i like lumberjacks i was like well i i'm fucked <laughs> all right i can be a lot of shit i can be funny i can be mean i can be petty i could be all kinds of i could be a liar i could do all kinds of shit but i will never be a lumberjack i could cut down a fucking tree and never be a lumberjack you know like no so it sucks Oh, yeah. All right. That one guy was talking about dick pics. I still don't understand that. I don't get the mental. I don't I don't even get the mental space you have to be in. Like if I on a really bad day for me, if they had a choice between like if you put a gun on this table or like a phone on like a table sitting over there and you were like, all right, you either take a dick pic or like you could just kill yourself right now. It would be a tough fucking day at the old case like a saloon, dude. I mean, looking at that gun and I mean, looking at that phone. I mean, like, man, I just don't want a picture of my dick everywhere. <laughs> it's like I have to live with that for the rest of my life, or I could just end it right now. <laughs> right? It's like, ugh, it's just so gross. I don't want my dick everywhere. <laughs> I don't. It's gross. Um, Oh, yeah. Other thing I heard earlier. The life planning in a Catholic school. 
That's so fuck. That sounds like an Acme Roadrunner gag. <laughs> like there's gonna be a fucking hole. Right? No, no, go run in there. No, that's uh, believe me. There's a hole. There's a hole. We got education back there. Boom! Right? <laughs> Just break your fucking neck. <laughs> Right. Oh, I was thinking this shit too. White man's burden is the no homo of white supremacists, right? <laughs> right, right. And I was, and I was like, well, what's who's what's the black supremacist one? No homo. <laughs> this is the one fucking new joke I wrote tonight. All right, I got one last joke I always like to do because this is always makes me laugh. Uh, what can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night. Oh, gosh. Okay. You guys did it. You guys killed it. Any of you guys want to get up here? You want to get a little funky? No? No? Oh, man. God, we, we, we had a lot of fun. Thank you, everybody who's tuning in to Mutiny Radio. Thank you for everybody that came out. My name's Xavier Campos, and this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Automator, check it. Upgrade your gray matter, cause one day it may matter. Hey, time for you to upgrade. Fuck save, time to load. All my rhymes to sold and find your own. Salivate over what I collaborate with high tech wizardry and breathe new life into the industry. Save to the hard drive for the archives. 3030 with a global apartheid. Sensitivity ain't the energy. Brain chemically contorted with no coordinates to your ordinance. Upgrade your gray matter, one day it may matter. Yo, your recovery slow, my dual input, plus my modem, the tool send foot. Long songs, instrumental, digital projector, professor. I school you on the art and how it's texture map. Get to act together, my style is mega. Educate the heads of eight lonely beggars. Only shred of evidence is a virtual file. Store within the cerebellum, hit you burka with style. Upgrade your gray matter, one day it may matter. My defense capabilities with ape agility take possibilities to the point of senses shattering. Commence the babbling, I'm meditating on a homo sapien. With no education, I'm 3D acceleration. My programming language is the strangest to come to grips with mechanized mischief. Kicks it off with circular projectiles, X-Files, herald as the most important dwarf the corporates. Upgrade your gray matter, cause one day it may Matter. I reduce the game when I boost my brain. What you used to saying, I loosen the frame with shock announcements. T minus and counting, effects control and bouncing. Star studded and flooded like fountains. A new machine, real artists are few between. You better lube your screen. My renders are splendor 360, reflecting quickly. Increase your disc speed so you can upgrade your gray matter. Cause one day it may matter. My production model is the stuff the boggle minds You got a log on time of exactly 36 nanoseconds Ambidextrous with ambience Watch the cannons twist while I lock out my hardware Word warfare logistically locate and process with psychotropics To optimize my profits Envelop you with development kits to help me to embellish the elements Dynamic and too intelligent Upgrade your gray matter, cause one day it may matter Looky here, as soon as I 
now release the chip, you cease the rip. Synopsis, you wanna top this? Reach to it. Digital retouch, reconstruct your whole conglomerate with our armaments we use with tolerance, such as a G-bomb, cyborg with three arms. Translate the ancient language with a brain dish. Micro-machines, polystream, conducting electrons. Deltron, strengthened with molecular bonds. Upgrade your gray matter, cause one day it may matter. Upgrade your gray matter, cause one day it may matter. to the equator. When are they gonna start showing those Mr. T reruns? I used to love that guy. Remember, honey, you used to watch Mr. T wrestling? Your Coca-Cola doesn't taste the same as it used to. Remember when a bowl of soup was a nickel? Oh, that bass is gonna break my ears. Producing the blueprints, clueless, automator, defy the laws of nature, electronic monolith, throw a jam upon the disc, the futuristic looping with the quickness, hyperproducing, hydrogen fusion liquids, keep your Shouting, screaming. The 
Psionically, bionically, forget how you feel Especially formulated, the rest of you fornicated It takes more to make this He juggles variables, unparalleled propulsion to carry the love Neurosurgeon, the purest virgin, conducting currents Musical Merlin, he shine like Sterling Watch Automator draw a laser of a higher intensity And instantly miss a beat, create a symphony Who's that? on the planet Earth and he's gonna stop the war of the world. Now how would he do that? Pete. Deltron Zero is here as well to click together for real. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. He told y'all Eva do as he is truly gifted in the matters of rhythm. Yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah, you gotta give him zap. With his infinite wisdom, you know you gotta get with him. How's that? How's that? How'd I do? Good mm -hmm. job. Was All is really? well with the cosmos. Yes, yes, I got the part of... Interrupt this broadcast to bring you this special message. How's it going, eh? Today's movie on the Universal National Network is a classic, starring the two comedic geniuses of North American cinema from the 20th century, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Entitled Strange Brew, it chronicles the heroic adventures of two Latter-day Renaissance men, or, to use the correct 20th century terminology, hosers. We give it three thumbs up. Madness. I'm caught in the grip of the city. Madness. I'm caught in the grip of the city. Madness. I'm caught in the grip of the city. 
If I had to describe the way I survive is like vice squeezing. The reason I'm black and still breathing. Heathens will breed heathens, so everybody suspect. I must check your ID. Cause you looking shisty, you might be intelligence. Someone that dwells against opposite of positive. When I drop the laws against a nature, be faithful. Why should I hate you? We ain't that different. We may act different in some ways, but we still group together like a fucking survey. Suffering and fuck them all the motto. I'm trapped in a bottle, my music's getting hollow. And that's what happens when humanity you follow. When every leak of info is hard to swallow. Sell your Marlboros and car insurance. Put niggas on the moon and can't pay for your burdens. I smoke urban, rock a turban. Meditate on the world and what's occurring. A lot of white boys like the style and copy. You dig it something deeper and you beat that we're not free. It's not about separation, it's about the population. I'm a disturbed and bitter herb like salt water and parsley. Mites crawl up, tights fall down. That's my mnemonic force to lag tight slash to lag mite. You may have this maglite, it survives the apocalypse. And for the fragile force of an agile horse, here's a handful of very special chocolate chips. Tremendous force that ends your course 
Every whim is enforced. I send men with torches to wrench a fortress. And in the process, radiate your optics. Subconsciously haunt some seats. Superhuman technician, atomic interdimension. Too mental with intuition. Typographical aptitude, let my lasers clap at you. Map the roots, psychologically crapping out. What you laughing about? Imitations. Getting penetrated in 3D stimulation. In my MC training class, remain in mass. Never get liquidated, convert energy into matter instantly with a pen and pad. Calculate the centigrade, keep the center of gravity. Abolish apathy, graphically packing 380s. With body heat sensitive bullets, you need safety. Vests on your face and neck, mental armory. Levitate lakes for my monarchy. No malarkey, my flow's embarking. Psionically sparking, brain cells till they sparkling. Like five enchiladas, this plane of existence is amazingly different from my orbital oratory. Always going for the glory. You pop wide open for my slight slogans. I stay in effect with alien tech. Make you wanna say he's the best with synchronization, with commentation. It's armor plated, hard to fake it. Never carbonated, scar your matrix. Virtually a certainty. Merge your mediocre sheets of sofa with my stellar energy. Della Simile, a realm where anything is possible. That's a scientist can't define this mechanical. Mindset, diamond, alignment Astro, grapple, flow, pterodactyl, very factual crash course, last resort, cast me off, at last we warp to my own world, my own neurological cubbyhole, open the air shaft, I'll be there fast with spare wraps to tear back their mass, Deltron, experimental, critical, literal, professor, test the pitiful, micronautilus interchangeable, all of this gamma, grandma, far from Bama, got my control bandanas, to control your clan with scanners, ran the planet like a band of bandits who manned the cannons, and guns with random subatomic. Love a logic, bug with phonics, tub of chronic, glowing brighter with controlling ciphers, unraveling rhyme and traveling time. Alien life form, melon a pipe bomb, tell toy lifelong. I write songs, monarch absolute, serve a glass of proof. When I vanish, leave my spirit in a planet. On top of the surface, my words and wit emerging.
turbulence and murder sins This an everyday occurrence It's 30-30, yo, I get my hands dirty They think they the pure breed, medically insured weed Fuck the system, non-conformist humans Walk around because of their ordinance, just ornaments Super thugs use computer bugs All ignoramuses reduce a savage half-beast off a crack piece Not me, I'm shit-faced, which way but loose In a hovercraft, not no bubble bath, turbo boost Fuck Earth, I wanna live on Mars So I'm closer to the stars and farther away from dumb civilization With no mental stimulation They change the constitution for your red, white, and blue friends Exterminate nuisance, no one listens to what you the online is touching your head We're brainwashing, we're propaganda About your fearless leader Who got 200 bodyguards so you can't touch them either Bodies disappear, obviously a fear Lobbyists can't get near shit Everybody's spirits are under control Computers run with the soul Elites defeatists, they live by the beaches Bubble dome over the hemisphere So you can't enter here We live in the dumps with mutant rodents With blood red eyes, saliva drips for opponents Scratch your ID chip off, cause everybody I envision turbulence and murder since it's an everyday occurrence. I envision turbulence and murder since it's an everyday occurrence. I envision turbulence and murder since it's an everyday occurrence. They only teach high tech and private portables that float above commoners as soon as bomb it first. Advanced safety features from contact with creatures who either slave their lives away in outdated factories or maybe bounty hunters in a land of apathy. I'm Butch Cassidy style, wow, uncontained. I steal computer disk files, drink water from drains, metal detectors, check ya, with reflectors in every sector while I drink electric nectar. No one believes inspectors and spooks, they just lecture the youth about having respect and Toward the U.S. and you guessed it The rest get in prison or incisions in their medulla No president, we have a ruler You are to be inside by 9 o'clock or we will shoot ya. Missile launchers haunt you in your nightmares It ain't quite fair, little tykes ain't prepared They got your wife naked bare in the subway For some thug play, neopunks with cerebral pumps For enhanced recognition of politicians and witches Senior citizens are disposed against their wishes Aliens landed, said our planet wasn't Worth invading, cause all the natural resources are fading. I envision turbulence and murder since it's an everyday occurrence. I envision turbulence and murder since it's an everyday occurrence. I envision turbulence and murder. It's an everyday occurrence Gentlemen, check out the rap battle of the century, the intergalactic rap battle, battle of all battles. Don't forget man versus machine, machine versus computer, computer versus woman, woman versus child. Be there, be square. Make sure you see the intergalactic rap battle, 3030.
my infamy Soon as order made a for me We headed over to receive our registration forms from the Galactic Embassy Yes, may I help you? Remember me? To escape a global panic, we had to intercede Oh, you're here for the battle forms? Yeah, can we get them for free? I'm afraid not, you'll have to pay the entrance fee It was worth a try when we first arrived on Mercury Gravity adjustment was a must -hit. Step up contestant Number 12, I was 13, he started bursting Ammunition that wasn't working His rudimentary technical abilities couldn't kill me Not me for a loop, but I could still breathe He had the crowd going by appearance Then comes the anticipated interference from his squad of guards I bust back with an onslaught of hydrothermocline to burn the third eye and trigger a massive explosion to the beat They hit me with compressed air, left my chest bare My sonic stun gun takes them out by the next snare Ship, pull a map from a blip, manipulate the cursor, recharge our essentials, set the coordinates, then flow through a trillion miles of space with style and brace. Next stop, Pluto to rock these new flows. Atmosphere methane, be strategic like a chess game. Leave his MC with chest pain. I had to battle a shadow in his black light form. He dazzled me, adding three points to his score. And go for microphone with darkness, adding three more. The panel started to roar. I had to find the core of his power. He stretches text, causing me to black. Out. It took my dad out, I couldn't back out It took out the sound, man, I'm taking a pound in I bust out an acapella, that's astounding Project a unibeam through his spleen Pulled out my x-ray cannons to disintegrate the phantom It's not finite self-structure ruptured It's forming again a bust up into clusters Shadowy masses spread to the greater darkness of outer space Now I place first among artists
championship, so I'm laughing a bit. I feel like we're turning the earth and burning the earth. I'm sick of looking at the inside of space station. Time for Dell trying to take a vacation. My expertise in aviation got us to a destination, the East Bay. My living quarters is completely froze, solid. I thought it out with a heat ray. Now I'm chilling in a sign of pulsating jet streams. Keeping out in virtual reality my wet dreams. Perusing my 21st century classic comics. The fun is astronomic. I figured since I'm here, I'll renew my galactic passport. So I'm not persecuted by no galactic asshole. Schemas on the ass. With a holographic hat trick. Using magnetism to pickpocket citizens. Tourists walk around with memory apprehension glasses. They attempt to capture the past tense. Virtual junkies burnt out in law for veterans still trapped in the Holocaust. And security cameras avoided apprehension in subatomic dimensions And even more impressive cause of what we live in A self-contained environment I suggest I'm just a minor threat I see a thing of beauty flying hey, Standing by a desk, paid him my respect I was too scared to try to step So I deployed one of my androids with dialect Synthesized with my voice perfectly replicated As for her name and what's very no Hello 